Hello and welcome to K-Botak, a short podcast about Korean cinema and K-dramas with me, John. This episode, we're going to be talking about Hellbound. Finally, been looking forward to watching this and talking about it. I've been anticipating this a lot. You can listen to all of our Countdown to Hellbound episodes, uh, which included episodes about uh, Psychokinesis and Peninsula, some of the live-action movies that Yon Sang-ho has done since his mega-hit Train to Busan, of course, an episode about Train to Busan itself, and another episode uh, about the movies Burning and Voice of Silence, two incredible recent dramas featuring the one of the stars of Hellbound You Are In. Uh, all of those are already available to listen to. But Hellbound itself, let's go. So, in the cast, you've got, as mentioned, Yu In as Jung Jinsu. Uh, you've got Kim Hyunju as Min Hye Jin at the Sodo Law Firm. Uh, you've got Park Jong Min as Bae Young Jae, who works at a TV station. Won Jin Ah as Song So Hyun, which is his wife. And Yang Ik Jun as uh, Jin Kyung Hoon, who is a detective. In supporting roles, you have Kim Do Yoon as Lee Dong Wook, who is a live streamer. Uh, Kim shin as Park Jung-ja, a pivotal character, perhaps the most important, and Ryu Kyung-soo as Yuji. There are six episodes of this drama, TV series, thriller. Uh, it is directed by Yon Sang-ho, and it was released on Netflix, with all of the episodes at the same time, in bingeable format. Uh, it has a cinematic presentation, uh, like many of the Netflix series that we've been watching this year, like My Name, you might as well be watching two long movies for how this looks uh, and how it is paced. There's five hours of it, but it's paced extremely well. Uh, it really clips along. Uh, Netflix Korea, I feel, is kind of blurring the line between drama series and films with these bingeable miniseries that they do. This feels like it could have been a Yon Sang-ho film that he was pitching that ended up being workshopped up into a series. Although, of course, it was actually based on a webtoon, which lends itself to serialization. So, who knows? Uh, but I can imagine watching this in a cinema. That's actually something I would love to do. The structure that they settled on for these six episodes is incredibly clever. I'm not going to spoil anything. Uh, on this episode, there is a spoiler cast coming. Uh, we're going to do the first uh, spoiler cast on the K-Botak about Hellbound because there's just so much to talk about with this show. But simply put, Yon uh, is making full use of the extended runtime that's available to him to fully expound on his themes, uh, to meditate and re-examine the really knotty questions that he's digging out of the events that are portrayed and create a rich, fleshed-out world. All without overstaying his welcome. Again, six episodes, good, sweet spot. Um, it reminded me again of Peninsula, which certainly felt as if it was struggling within the confines of both its runtime and budget. Um, and although what we ended up with there as a kind of standalone sequel side call to Train to Busan was far from great, it might have fared better in this format. There are other reasons for that as well. In Peninsula, it seemed that he, uh, Yon Sang-ho, wanted to examine uh, kind of the remains of society after some world-changing event, in that case, the zombie apocalypse. Here he gets the chance, and he can do so much more articulately, 
uh, and much more completely because he's got these kind of five hours uh, to expand over. So to build out this world, uh, Yon Sang-ho has enlisted an amazing series of leads uh, for live-action projects in the past. Um, he's obviously worked with Gong Yu, uh, he's worked with Kang Dong-won, uh, he's had Yang Ik-jun voicing his animated features in the past. Uh, Ik-jun is great as the detective, he's also less of an anti-hero than like, Gong Yu's uh, slightly mean-spirited uh, uh, what is he, a trader or something? He works at some top company in Train to Busan, doesn't he? Um, or a conflicted soul like Ryu Sung Ron's character in uh, Psychokinesis. Uh, Yang Ink Jun's uh, detective Jin is definitely a victim in society and a fairly sad figure. He approaches the role in a workmanlike way. He's got this really gruff but heartfelt performance. He's this copper who just throws himself into his work, catches. Uh, Lots of uh, lots of bad guys. We're told um, he's fairly kind of uh, fairly kind of like I say, gruff and, and grumpy uh, around his workplace. Um, but he hits the notes both as a dad and a detective. The other key thing about Detective Jin is his relationship with his daughter. Um, you've also got Yu In, predictably great. He's one of the main draws of this series, of course. Uh, Yon Sang-ho uh, a few days before this came out did an interview where he said that he didn't even consider anyone else for the role of this cult leader Jinsu um, and you can see why um, because uh, Yuen uh, takes this on with a really clever blend of like a charismatic startup founder a dead-eyed one but a, a charismatic one nonetheless a disarming everyman and a genuinely sinister fanatic and he plays all of these different aspects of the character uh, in, in every key moment. And uh, I think it's uh, really entertaining watching what he's doing as he goes from scene to scene, depending on who he's dealing with um, and what he's trying to uh, accomplish at a given moment. This is uh, a pretty, again, menacing antagonist and a complicated one. And uh, they, they nailed it with this choice. Um, this guy Jinsu, he just wants you to know that he wants the best for you and then what he believes though is so bizarre and so out there that it really kind of uh, brings together the menace that these fringe charismatics pose it shows it in stark relief there are people like this out there who are the most charming wonderful magnetic personalities that you could imagine who are deliberately targeting uh, disenfranchised, young, um, often somewhat lost people and telling them that actually they were right all along and, and they're right to feel uh, bad about things, uh, but that actually there is an explanation and they will help them and then they drip feed a gradually more crazy story, uh, often for sinister means or uh, just their own enrichment um, so that's quite a lot to be uh, portraying in the screen time that Yuan has here um, but uh, I think he uh, he does it admirably um, and uh, it's important that he does because this is the the linchpin on which the story kind of rests um, you've also got Kim Hyunju the unexpected superstar here I wasn't familiar with her um, but firstly 
a brilliant actress. She beams empathy and pathos onto a set. She has just absolutely impossible elegance and poise, um, and then at the same the same time just kicks ass in the action scenes. Um, so a very good choice, and I'm really glad that she's returning for the next Yon Sang-ho feature, which is also on Netflix, and that's going to be a film called Jungi. Um, I think that's also based on a webtoon, like so many things are. Um, but uh, yeah, Kim Hyun-ju, fantastic in this. So you've probably seen, if you've seen anything about this, you'll have seen the monsters. So let's talk about them. The effects are pretty good. Um, it's not your... Uh, maybe your Avengers level CGI, uh, where every second thing is is computer generated. Uh, they look a little um, vague and, and feathery around the edges, uh, but I think absolutely adequate for uh, how much they're needed and the ways in which they're needed. They're cleverly designed to seem quite ethereal. They're sort of smoky and, and dark. Um, they look like the Incredible Hulk, but as if he was kind of all dark grey and shifting in and out of existence. Um, to begin with, I thought they looked a, a little bit goofy. But starting to watch this, the terrifying brutality of the violence that they inflict, the single-minded way they pursue their mark, and the repeated exposure that you have to them has the effect of making these really memorable threats. Um, unlike a, a zombie, for example, which is just running around trying to find something to eat, um, many times to uh, humorous uh, results, as we've seen even in you know Train to Busan. Um, these are only interested in one person, for reasons that we'll get to, and they pursue them doggedly. They go straight after them, knocking other people, cars, anything out of the way. And that's kind of a really scary idea. If they want you, they want you, and they're coming. Um, so I think they're very well deployed here. You see them a few times, but never for more than about a minute. Uh, they're keeping to a golden horror rule here. They're not overshowing the creature. Um, these drop out of the sky. They unleash horrifying violence. This is a very gory show, and then they're gone. Um, so I think, at the end of the day, having watched the whole series now, uh, counter to my impression from some of the trailers, uh, they're a good design. From how they look, and especially to the sounds that announcement them, you hear them first, you just hear these uh, very deep thuds, or kind of thooms, in the distance, as they drop out of who knows where, maybe heaven, maybe space, maybe somewhere else, and... Uh, then they're coming for you. I read a good observation on the Roger Ebert website today, um, though, is that the scary thing about these isn't them intrinsically as monsters, but what comes after, the situation that they create and how people respond. The terror in Hellbound actually comes from fanatics and opportunists. So although this assumes the form of kind of a police procedural to begin with, uh, with Detective Jin doing his thing, uh, it settles then into a kind of seething apocalyptic drama about the mysteries of the supernatural and the divine, and also about the invasive role of online media in our modern lives. Um, so what happens, just to give you the, the basic idea, and I'm not going to spoil kind of how the story progresses, but just to give you the concept here, 
people will get a visitation from what is referred to as an angel. It's actually this huge, quite ghastly face that appears suspended in the air. It reads out what is called the decree, which is uh, the time of death. So it says you have 30 days to live uh, and then you will die at 9.30 p.m. Uh, on you know whatever it is they, they give you the time. And uh, then they say you're, you're bound for hell and then they disappear. And then at the time, uh, the three smoky Hulk monsters arrive at whatever uh, location that the um, uh, that this person is. And in, initially, people are thinking that this is uh, some kind of divine retribution. Uh, there's a lot of stuff about sin in this, that people have sinned so terribly uh, and transgressed, transgressed, sorry, can't even say the word, so uh, so profoundly that these monsters are being sent by God to demonstrate uh, his wrath and to show that people should try to live more righteously. Um, at the same time, uh, these somewhat uh, somewhat highly ghoulish uh, online live streamers from an organization called Arrowhead are uh, publicizing uh, any information that they can find about anyone who, it is public knowledge, has uh, received this decree. Uh, and uh, this is where you get the kind of online hysteria aspect of the show. Um, so I was thinking about this. I was thinking about the nature of what's going on here, um, of the, the public nature of it. I realized this is actually a show about the very intoxicating, hysterical and dangerous power of public executions, um, which is something that in most parts of the world we no longer have. Uh, but they happened for a long time throughout history. They still happen now in some parts of the world, and they happen for a reason. Um, they're not just uh, because people don't have somewhere private to uh, kill their citizens. There are reasons that these things are, are done in public. And uh, so I started reading around online because this is something that I've never uh, particularly looked into. And I found an article written by someone called Trevor Floyd with a good quote saying that these were spectacles designed to demonstrate the power of the state while entertaining and subduing the masses. And for many years, they served their purpose. So entertaining is the key part there. And that's where Arrowhead comes in and the live streamers uh, in this show. There was another uh, quote that I came across this was attributed to uh, a somewhat unpleasant-sounding gentleman called Joseph de Maistre, who was a French moralist and proponent of public execution, uh, alive in the 1700s. He was convinced, according to the Encyclopedia Britannica, of the need for absolute rule of both the sovereign and the pope. He also insisted on the necessity of the public executioner as a negative guardian of social order. Writing in the St. Petersburg Dialogues, that all power, all subordination rests on the executioner. He is the horror and the bond of human association. Remove this incomprehensible agent from the world, and the very moment order gives way to chaos, thrones topple, and society disappears. Now, really interesting stuff in the context of this show, because that made me realise what these monsters are, these three smoky things that appear out of nowhere, they are the executioner, and they are perceived by some as trying to restore order or righteousness, as people are referring to it. They're perceived by many 
as being uh, related to uh, to to God, um, and this is where the theme of fanaticism comes out in the show. Um, but also, public executions were all about power. They were about reminding people of what transgressions could get them killed. Uh, that's why they did it publicly, uh, uh, to subdue the population and at the same time entertain them. It's a particularly twisted combination uh, that existed in public executions and here with uh, these demonstrations, as they're called. And so the story is about the New Truth, which is the uh, fanatical organization led by Jung Jin Su, realizing that all they need to do is position these incidents as demonstrating a power that they're aligned with, and then they can attain vast influence. And the show deals with how they set these up first for spectacle, then to subdue the population and the fallout. Uh, so it cleverly combines the supernatural with an examination of online influence, twitchy live streamers with fanatical followings, and the blend that this builds up and uh, intricately combines over its six episodes, to me, is fantastic. Uh, this is a 10 out of 10 uh, program show, long five-hour film, however you want to uh, consider it. Uh, it's uh, absolutely brilliant. And I'm still thinking about it. I'm reading about the history of public execution online, for goodness sake, because of some of the ideas that it's put in my head. Um, Yon Sang-ho and his writers and the brilliant uh, cast that he's assembled around himself uh, have created something uh, really kind of head-scratching and, and uh, thoughtful here. And that's what good thrillers and uh, horror uh, can do when it's deployed right and uh, yeah there's there's just so much uh, to this show and that's why I'm doing a spoiler cast obviously because um, I think there's uh, there's a good reason to dig into everything so yeah each episode of this uh, has new questions to pose on these weighty themes each episode that I was watching I was thinking oh, said, okay so this is the central idea here the central moral quandary um, and it made me think, and, and often it will come back round to that, and it starts to tie everything together in a really satisfying, uh, but often mortifying way at the end as well. Um, Yon uh, kind of circles back round, he rhymes his narrative with the, the threads that he left dangling earlier. It has a great structure, like I say, I don't want to spoil anything. A lot of stuff you read out there is, is spoiling um, many of the plot points uh, and what happens in this show already, please try and uh, ignore all of that. Um, I hope that my review is uh, giving you what you need to know to go and put it on. Uh, if you like the sound of what I've said so far, just go and put it on now if you've got Netflix and, and watch it because uh, people spoil things to get clicks and it's a shame um, because watching this, you know, I watched most of it the night it came out and uh, going in just fresh and having all these surprises, terrific experience. Um, so yeah, as always, get your uh, your mutes out on uh, Twitter uh, if you can't get to this show soon. So yeah, everywhere that uh, some of the other live action stuff I've seen from Yon Sung Ho recently, you know, everywhere Peninsula sort of fumbled and Psychokinesis felt like it was a bit short of its full potential. Hellbound nails every beat. I think this is the best thing he's done. I prefer this to Train to Busan even. Uh, it is very heavy, it's often gory, extremely gory, uh, the content can be hard to get through sometimes, there are some very upsetting scenes in this, uh, some really upsetting 
just ideas uh, that uh, it poses. So check does the dog die. Um, if you're really not sure and there's not enough information on that website yet, uh, you know, may, maybe look through the plot if you think you're, there's something uh, that might kind of get to you a bit. Um, but uh, otherwise try and go in unspoiled. Um, so there it is, Hellbound, a dark mystery. The best, most thought-provoking thing I've seen released in 2021. I give it the highest of recommendations. I will be following up in a week with uh, a spoiler cast for Hellbound, where I'll talk about each of the six episodes. In the meantime, you can follow the show on at kbotakpod on Twitter and Instagram. That's uh, at k-b-o-t-a-k-p-o-d, kbotakpod. Retweets and shares and so on are much appreciated. Come and join in and uh, chat to us about Hellbound and various other things, uh, Korean cinema, K-dramas, films from other parts of the world. On Twitter, there's a really nice community there. Uh, Everyone is uh, is pretty nice. I have uh, found that I've uh, fallen... Uh, on my feet finding uh, some really friendly people there so don't believe everything they say about Twitter sometimes uh, because you can get a nice little niche and I think at the moment I've got one so if you'd like to be part of that you're more than welcome Uh, come and chat to us best of all if you like the show please subscribe and leave a review thanks for listening cheers